0: Howdy, this is Adam Rogers, and we are in session at Jack Rabbit Sound Shack.
1: Oh, it seems to me nothing new is too surprising. Is it jealousy? I started realizing there is more, there is more than this I can see. In the midst of a conversation in the silence of a relaxation I will soon forget all along with my coffee, Coffee and cigarettes They keep telling me That I'll never get too far Is it jealousy? It's okay cause I got my guitar Midst of a conversation, in the silence of a relaxation, I will soon forget. All alone with my coffee, coffee and cigarettes, my coffee, coffee and cigarettes. Oh, this world weighs so heavy on me, oh, they say they've got me questioning, but I can't help but ask why. In the silence of a relaxation, I will soon forget, all alone with my coffee and cigarettes. My coffee, coffee and cigarettes.
0: Juicy juice. Right on. So what do you all how y'all been? It's like a pretty good. it's like a MediaTek media tech reunion. Yeah, this, a little this, bit. it was it was kinda weird, like because uh, my roommate came home in news. uh uh-huh. He was like, hey dude, uh there's a guy named Vance or Do you need another beer? <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Thank you, sir. So there's a guy named Vance or something like that. I was talking to him and he said he'd like to have you on a podcast or Yeah, your roommate came into
2: the store where I work.
3: I work at <laughs> Yeah yeah. Got something in my throat,
0: and he was, he was, he, yeah. I was, I was like, cool, man. So you remember his name? He's like, but he's not, he, my, my, my roommate's kind of spacey at times. Okay, but uh, so he couldn't quite like put it, put it all together. But I was like, okay. So I kind of went through. It. He's like, he had a weird last name. <laughs> do you want one? Yeah, uh, you yeah, gotta go to work. Do you want one? I mean, I'll take one. Yeah, do Thanks. it. Thank you. I'm doing it. Yeah, he's like, he, he had a weird last name. I was like, okay. I, Band. What is Dutch? Yeah. Oh yeah, good guess. Nah man, I I love I'm a huge fan of uh The Dutch. nah I just uh I uh, just the, the whole idea of like etymologies. Thank and, you. And and shut
3: the AC off. Um Are You hearing it? I mean, I'm not noticing it here, but I don't know if it'll be noticeable later. It's up to you.
2: We have a really high-quality studio here, where we have the special, expensive air
0: conditioning. That <laughs> <is
2: available.
3: laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for coming out. Man, know, thank you, you very much, man. Yeah.
0: No, but I'm, I'm really into like other etymologies and where words come from. And
3: yeah, same here, actually.
0: And so, like, whenever I see something or I see somebody's name, I know, you know, what their heritage is. Ah. The only people you can't do that with are uh, black Americans. You can't do that with us. Yeah. Because of slave names and things like that.
3: Right. But you can tend to do that a lot with their first names since I tend to be pretty uh, <sighs> ethnic a lot of times.
0: Yes, but, you know, okay, here's the thing. I, 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 and I actually, I thought about that a Interesting lot. Interesting
3: and unique.
0: Okay, look, there's nothing, there's nothing ethnic about that. Okay. It's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, my mother named me Adam because Adam is a name that people know. Right. And and it wasn't just like, I'm going to name you Laquan. Yeah. <laughs> well, by putting a la in front of it doesn't make it French all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's, it, uh,
3: well, maybe it's, you know, like a Louisiana thing coming from the French Quarter area where
0: Okay, uh, still, I guess. I mean, I,
3: I get what you're saying. I guess, but you, yeah.
0: but you still, like, you, like for example, if I hear a guy with the last name Kelly, I know he's probably Irish. Yeah. All right? Yeah. If I hear a dude with the last name Rogers, depending on how he spells it, he's either Irish or he's, or he's English. Yeah. My last name is Rogers, and I'm neither <laughs> of for, uh, for sure. I'm about as black as his microphone. So, the, 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 you know, it's kind of one of those things where, it's, you know, your first name doesn't really dictate anything. Right. Uh, your first name is just your what do they they call it your Christian name? Mm-hmm. The name that your parents give you, and my parents gave all three of us Christian names. Adam, Jason, and Ben Rogers. Yeah. Well, so, I appreciate that. I was being a substitute for
3: eight years. I don't I can tell you how many names I mispronounced. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, you know I do not I d I don't I don't find anything wrong with people naming their, their kids whatever they want. Hmm. I think there was this in the especially in like the eighties and nineties, there was this huge movement to 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 be more Afrocentric. Yeah, but the thing is, there was nothing Afrocentric about naming your kid Tamika. Yeah,
4: right.
0: <laughs> you know, there's nothing Afrocentric about that because, dude, if you go to Africa, they don't, they're not us. You like, know. you know, we, I, my family's probably been here for at least two to three hundred years. Right, <laughs> like they, we, I don't relate to those people at all. Yeah, you know, no, I I grew up in America. I'm gonna take a name that that would casually be used in American language and verbiage. And I'm gonna name my children saying I'm gonna name my child George. Fuck it, <laughs> Le George,
1: uh, Le George. Yeah.
0: You put La George and for of all of a sudden it's black. All sudden it's, I think that's I think that's really fucking funny. French American, I, 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 yeah. I find it funny. Cajun. I mean, because I think a lot. There's a lot of I can't believe I'm talking about race right now. That's weird. Well, I mean, uh, you started it, so I know. Let's you right <laughs> we'll see how far this rabbit hole goes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, I uh, I just feel like, you know, it's, it's, there's this—really, there's this cultural war between black people in which they feel like, you know, it, it, there's this, this status quo of what being black is. And that, you know, it, it came out of that whole Back to Africa movement, you know? Yeah. This whole idea of, like, you ain't black unless you're doing this and stuff, you know? And well, look at that nigga over there. You know? So, and it was just, it's like there's a lot of this contradicting— Kind of ideology within the black community. It's 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 a really fucking frustrating thing, especially if you're a black guy and you're trying to do certain things and someone sort of say, "Oh, you're white for doing that,"
3: you know? Yeah. Do you feel like that's causing some kind of weird, strange racism within within? Oh the, the yeah, black no, but community? it's been it's
0: been there forever, dude. And I mean, it's, it, and that's the that's yeah. the thing, you know. I mean, people have been calling. I I, I think about it during the civil rights movement. Uh, you know, people would call each other Uncle Toms if you were. Yeah, I don't get that. And I was like, oh, so this guy is going to school. <laughs> and and he, so he's, uh, shame on him for, for trying to make, make a difference for himself.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, I do have a little, I do believe in Uncle Tom, Tom Marie. I do believe there is a little bit of that that goes on in which she's-, she's How so? Okay, well, I feel like there's there's occasions where it, there's one thing to be a, to better yourself as a black person. Right. to, to well, just sit, as a
3: person in general. Or, or just
0: to be, a, you know, yeah. right. To sit side by side with a white guy and try to find and learn from him. And he can learn from you and mm-hmm. you can move forward. There's right. nothing wrong with that.
4: Right.
0: Um, there are a lot of black people who will simply just abandon their people. And that drives me crazy. Well, like, do you have an example? Um, I guess the best example would be like, okay, anytime um <clears throat> there, there there are there are black people who, who who will forget that they too are black and they too will be if this is happening to that guy, it's mm. gonna happen to you too. But they'll be like, Oh, he's just an ignorant. He's just being ignorant. He's just this and that. I'm like, well, the thing is you have to understand, yeah, he might be ignorant. But the thing is he's a brother, and the reason why he's being picked on like that is because he's a brother mm. and not because he's just ignorant. There's a lot of ignorant people of all shades, you know. So we shouldn't just throw our own people under the bus. That to me is Uncle Tomorrow. You know, you know, that's kind of Uncle Tom. Remember where you come from. Remember that these people are still your people. (laughs) And and their struggle is just as much still yours. Even if you do live in a nice neighborhood and you have nice things. Right. They still, if the moment, when the government says, uh, you know, uh, that they're going to start slavery, say they decide to have slavery again, they wouldn't care what social status you came Mm -hmm. from. You're still black. You're still going there. So you need to remember that if you don't, help these people at least recognize that there's better in life, then you're just as guilty as that white guy holding them down. I do feel that way. I do feel that way. I think it's important that we do acknowledge that uh, there is a, there is a social economic structure that keeps certain people out. Yeah. I,
3: I I agree with you that things have have happened that way. Mm -hmm. I'm not uh, denying or or disagreeing with you on that, but I personally feel like maybe focusing on that too much kind of starts a defeatist mindset in a sense most definitely do you okay most definitely and so I, I feel I, like i mean granted I, I don't think that infractions of what happened prior to our generation right. should be forgotten but at the same time i feel like uh, it makes it more difficult for us to move forward just as a whole population if we continue to focus on it the way a lot of people i think are focusing i think, on I think it no okay has.
0: i think there's there's a lot of people that focus on it in a very uh non-productive way for sure for sure yeah uh like uh I just don't uh I think like like a bad relationship, you know what I mean?
3: To move yeah, forward, move it, forward. It
0: happened, but don't dwell on it. Don't don't uh, keep it in your brain, you know what I mean? I think it's kind of like that, but the thing is the problem, the great thing about that bad relationship, is if you're smart, you just never have to see that person again. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Right. But then at and, the
3: same time, if you live in a small town, it could happen regardless it could of what, happen. what you do. And you and what know, you don't. I call
0: it I call it parky mentality. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I used to live in a trailer park in Huntsville. Okay. And uh, I mean, I just noticed that like like there was like, drama seemed to follow these people no matter where they went. Yeah. And a lot of it is a mentality. You're right. Yeah. You're exactly right. They won't let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they, they refuse to just look. Li- I mean, that's a great microcosm towards how we treat each other. Yeah. You know, you go to a small... If, if you go to any ghetto, trailer park, whatever, they're all the same. To me, they're both the same. There's just two groups of poor people living... Yeah. One's living in, like, a project housing, and one's living in a trailer. But yeah. they're the same mindset. It's, it's, it's the same kind of... Uh, I'm going to get you, motherfucker, if you don't, you know, it's the same kind of attitude. Absolutely, yeah. And that's why like, I wish that black people and white people would fucking just realize that, man, it, let's, stop, let's stop titling these people as people that live in the ghetto or people that live in a trailer park. Mm-hmm. Poverty will make you go crazy, dude. Yeah. And and, and it, it instills this,
3: this strange sense of... Um... Uh, Territorialism and um, protectiveness. Yeah.
0: Yes. This is mine. Don't touch it. Don't look at me. I refuse to share things with you. Especially when they don't have much to begin with. I mean, they've got to hold on to what they have. Yes. And 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 that pisses me off that people fail to realize that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, these people were acting like that. They're just human beings in in a really weird situation, and that Mm -hmm. that attitude gets passed on from generation to generation to generation. You think I don't know how I don't have a solution at this time, you know? Yeah. Because if you stop talking about it, then then nobody knows they're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. But if you keep talking about it, then they're gonna find arguments towards why they're allowed to do it. Right. And it's this perpetual thing. So it's it's like I think it just comes down to just be a good person, even (laughs) if
3: someone else isn't
0: you do it you know what i mean but how do you be a good person i mean like some people don't even understand that mm-hmm. they don't know to what limit that means right uh, you know like uh, is it is it like the other day i saw this guy beat up some other dude because the guy hit a girl okay i i'm not here to to, to talk about domestic violence but the thing <laughs> is is that it's like there was such a better way to handle that yeah you know what I mean? What, what did he get out of that? Nothing. A bloody nose. That dude beat the shit out of him just like he was beating the shit out of the girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm not trying Correct. to make light of the situation, but that guy ended up catching an ass whooping because he thought that he could, he could take law into his own hands. Mm-hmm. Well, if he was a better, a better man... He would have probably thought, hey, you know what? I can just call the cops right now and just get this over with. Yeah. Something about this isn't right and then let them sort it out. But then maybe there was a deal
3: of, you know, while the uh, victimizer, the the <laughs> yeah. abuser, I guess, in the situation was beating up on this dude, uh, the woman was able to, I mean, I don't know what she did if she ran off. Nope. Or if she sat just there. sat there and just waited to take her lumps some more. Or- but he maybe this guy at least offered her the opportunity to go somewhere else while he no, kind of but, selflessly but stepped if, in. If, you know? if, he,
0: if he was trying to do that, mm-hmm. when he was arguing with the guy, she could have walked away. She, she, she could have, but that was her choice that she didn't. that been, was her choice right. that she didn't. And I and I, I'm not trying to make light of domestic of course violence, but absolutely, I do have a. It's, that's another thing. Uh, you, you can pass on this idea that somehow it's okay that she, she feels like it, somehow he's being a man. And that's yeah. okay that he's hitting her.
3: Right. Well, that's like slight Stockholm but syndrome and all kinds of stuff th- that she's up I, I, I think it starts when
0: you're a kid. Oh, it does. Absolutely. I think that you see either this. Either your dad's abusive or your dad's neglectful. But either right. way, one of them is allowing you to feel like you don't understand what is what is okay and what isn't. Absolutely. And it goes back to what I was saying with the, the race thing and the mm-hmm. poverty thing and stuff like that. I think... If we don't talk about it, then people who who aren't in that situation won't understand why these people are in that situation, right? And they won't care, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and the people that are in the situation will never be able to get out of it, yeah, because they'll never get to see anything different other than this this misery, right? And and to them, it's not misery; it's just normal living.
3: Well, there are different ways to go about talking about it. There's a, a way of talking about it to introduce somebody to something that they're not familiar with, mm-hmm. and then there's a way of talking about it in a sense that makes that person feel like they're doing something wrong, wrong. in mm-hmm. which they're just going to get defensive and completely ignore anything you have to say right yeah. right
0: and i think that's kind of what we're where we're at right now with racism. with racism yeah i think there's a lot of it where like whenever a white person uh casually asks a question somebody jumps up in arms yeah But then there's also this moment where whenever a black person tries to state a problem, Mm -hmm. white people will say, well, you're just playing the black card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what has happened here is the same thing that happened. We're repeating the 60s again in the sense of like this, this nation divide because people are taking radical sides instead of taking logical sides yeah
3: the pendulum is either all the way all left or all the all way, way right there is no there's no in the there's it no between be. yeah. it's
0: not fair to anybody right because really nobody wants to be that far right or that far left nobody right. actually is that way right it's a it's a conscious decision to say that i'm going to take all of this and put it over here yeah because i don't want to get be anywhere near what they're talking about right so it's this adverse reaction to where We end up with Donald Trump as our president. Mm. And even the people that voted for Trump kind of have this weird feeling about him. But the thing is, is that they're like, it's better than what we were about to get, this far-left, ridiculous... PC culture, you know, bullshit where, you know, the, the girls are, s- are supposed to walk around and act like men and the men are supposed to walk around and act like girls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, I mean, to me, they're both bullshit. <laughs> I'm a very liberal <laughs> yeah. person, but, dude, I mean, I do think there's a difference between a man and a woman. I think that, yeah, yeah I think we, we shouldn't overlook that. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, it's important to understand that. Yeah. I, you know, if, <laughs> the, go find me a woman okay
3: mm-hmm.
0: who it, it, just an average girl right there's going to be average things that that average girl can't do right. like there's average things that average men can't do and it has nothing to do with who's better or worse mm-hmm. and i and, and but that's but you used to be able to say that mm-hmm. right
1: yeah
0: um there was a time where we treated women like shit and we wouldn't let them do anything right and now there's now we're at a moment where we're we're trying to make sure that they do everything yeah and i'm like okay Then let's make the Olympics to where the men race against the women. You know what will happen? There won't be any women in the Olympics.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's just Mm. be
0: real. We're going
2: through a time of political correctness. Yes. The PC is killing us. It's It's killing us
0: because it's not even PC anymore. Now it's it's just censorship. Uh, uh, like out of like something like Fahrenheit four fifty one, you know, <laughs> might as well start burning, burning thoughts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can't even. I well,
2: don't... I agree with what you said as far as like you know, just try to be a good person to your fellow neighbor. You know, whether yeah. it's man, woman, transgender, yeah. black, white, Hispanic, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, just be good to your your other people. Only if right. Yeah. I also feel like there's there's very much a
3: sense of um everybody is very self-focused nowadays you know you're all, all over online and everything you see all these people sharing especially people who are recently single it's like you know just you know make sure that you love yourself you know more than anything and, and this which is good it's <laughs> a really good thing it's fine. but at the same time I think people are taking it a little a step too far, far. They're, they're thinking only about themselves and it's, it comes to the point where everybody thinks they're worthy of
2: everything and and they not. Which You're goes, not. Which goes back to what you were talking about being in a bar yeah. on your cell phone. I mean, I, I'll go over to people's I'll be at a person's house and everybody's hanging out but nobody's, nobody's talking. talking. And it's everybody's like a on silent the silent disco. Phone. Yeah. It's like what's going on here? Like,
0: why are you even here? Go
2: home and do that.
0: Just yeah. like a fucking silent disco. You got these people sitting around they're like like dude, people will be on dates, all kinds of shit. I'm like how are people even getting laid? Like <laughs> you know, from their phone. From their phone. <laughs> yeah. Pretty soon they'll have a little vagina attached to the phone, <laughs> and it vibrates and it you know, it gets wet and shit. I don't sex. Know. Dude, it's just weird, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get. It. I'm really happy uh, that I'm I'm unfortunate to be able to have a phone. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. happy about it now because uh, I had a phone. Excuse me. Pretty much from when I was in college, or 18 years old, till you know three years ago. Mm-hmm. You know. And it was, I, just re- I just remember, you know, I hated the fact that I'd be at a party or something and anybody could call me. I was like, dude, if I wanted to talk to you, I would have talked to you earlier. Now there's this <laughs> sense of urgency, you know, I yeah. miss being a little kid. And if you wanted to find out if your friend was home, you got on your fucking bike, you and you rode there. to the fucking... <laughs> and, and you found him. You fucking mm. found him. Or you you knock on the door, Hi, is John here? <laughs> no, John's not here. He'll be back later, sweetheart. Yeah, And then you're like, okay, and you go home, and you ride your bike again.
3: Yeah, you know? now there's immediate access all the time. I oh, mean, it's awful. Were, yeah. That's
0: why people feel so entitled.
3: Right.
0: You know, they, uh, mm-hmm. it's like... Uh, the, the bar talk used to be fun because nobody had all the information right there in their hand. Right. So therefore, you were actually discussing ideas and, and ideas were being shared. You weren't just saying, well, such and such said that maybe we should, you know, there was this idea of talking and using the very thing that we have that separates us from animals, which yeah. is this ability to conceive new ideas and new notions and, and change the world around us. Other animals can't change the world around them but we can and yet we we've allowed it to be to where we we don't want, we're not the ones involved in it.
3: Yeah. And I think like going back to that it used to be I think because there was the lack of instant access to information. Yeah. People could be friends with differences a lot more like in a bar conversation, yes. you know, you and I don't know I don't know if what you're saying is 100% true, but I don't know that it's not. I don't know, know it's I mean? not but, and, and and I'm going to say and
0: argue it. Yeah,
3: but with we'll still you. be friends and then but now it's it's no, you know, because and then someone pulls up the website of information that is biased toward their point of view. Yes, and they
0: just end up pigeonholing themselves and separating themselves further. Yes. It's, it's a it's a real shame. It's a shame because now we can't find middle ground because no. the phone told me so. Right, you know, or media, <laughs> yeah, media, media. Uh-huh. and and uh, like and people can't read read between the lines anymore. Right, Everything's concrete. concrete, uh, and which is terrible for the human brain. I think I'm not a fucking psychologist, but I think that that's not how our brains work. Our brains work off of ideas and constant flux. Not they, this, they work off of exercise for sure. Yeah, but and we're not exercising them. We, no. th- this fucking thing in my pocket is my brain now. Yeah, and the, uh, which is fine, dude. I mean, I know I don't want to be the old grandpa on the fucking porch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> throwing rocks at kids saying "Get off my fucking lawn." Yeah. But the thing is, the truth, the truth of the matter is, is that this is it far. This has gone way past what. Our brains are ready to deal with. We're meant to be working. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. You know, if you sit in your house for long too long, you get fucking depressed because yeah. your body needs to be doing something. Thinking, it has something that's that's even if you're just sitting there and you're watching documentaries, that's better than like just locking yourself in a room, right? Right. Because your brain has some kind of activity.
3: Mm-hmm. But we also need to be able to concede when we're wrong and when we've made a mistake or when something isn't working. And that doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen anymore. No, and no, no it, We no. can't progress without that.
0: There's too many biased news sources. Yes. Uh, confirmation bias is what they call it. Is that what they call that? Whenever uh, you're, think, yeah. you're looking up the information to prove what you think is mm-hmm. right.
3: But you're looking on your own biased sources. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's, and it, it, because of that, because of that, nobody ever feels like they're wrong.
2: Yeah, and it's caused everybody to have very short attention spans because they constantly always That's have it. something yeah. going on. And so they get, if you are sitting at somebody's house, at a friend's house, and you're having a like barbecue, and there's a couple of minutes of silence, people get bored and they pull out the phone. They're yeah. like, well, nobody's yep, well, talking. Nobody's
0: talking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck talking about the trees. <laughs> we might have to get deep and talk about something, something that matters. You know, no, but the, you know, it's, it, depending where you're at, if you do, if you live in a poor neighborhood, you know, the first thing you talk about when there's nothing to talk about, other people's shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, it's like, uh, man, I heard Leslie had a kid the other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know who the daddy is? Tron. You know, you know, it's like you know, one of those kind of things. You ain't got, to, you ain't got shit else to talk about. Yeah. But the thing is, at least you're talking about something. Yeah. You know, something that that isn't uh, that something you know about. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's, that's what's interesting to me. People like to talk shit about shit they don't know fucking know about. And then they, they go to their phone, they think they have the answer. I'm like, look, if we're going to talk about shit we don't know about, let's talk about it and not know about it. Right. Okay? If you want to talk about what, that Cheerios has fucking, I don't know, sawdust in it, and you don't know that, and I don't know that, but you want to discuss it, we can discuss it. The moment you go to your phone, it's no longer a discussion.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're you're like, if I wanted to read on the internet, I could read <laughs> you know, look I up this
0: information. I could have looked up the sawdust, the nutrition facts right. on the Cheerios box. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what they put in Cheerios. Uh, it's heart healthy, apparently. Apparently. That's what the box says. Honey f- and nuts. Yeah, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I know if I bust nuts, that that's good for my, my heart. I didn't know.
3: Well, it depends on the exercise you're putting in to do that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know.
1: Got no money, ain't got no suits Ain't got no woman, but I damn sure got some shoes And I'll keep walking Till I find my way home I'm gonna keep on walking Till I find my way home well, My mama says I can't My daddy says I won't My brother told me, please just don't I keep walking till I find my way home. I'm going to keep on walking till I find my way home. But I got my new guitar. I got myself some blow. My feet keep screaming, go, daddy, go. I keep walking till I find my way. Keep on walking till I find my way home. I'll keep walking, I'll keep walking, I'll keep a high, 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 high yeah. I'll keep walking till I find. got no money, ain't got no suits, ain't got no bitches, but I damn sure got some shoes and I'll keep walking, till I find my way home, I'm gonna keep on walking, till I find my way home. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's so
2: funny that we got so deep so quick and I mean we'll definitely use some of that. Okay. You know, I feel if like not we'll all,
0: use most of it. it yeah. yeah, probably all but, of it. But I know why Joe Rogan's podcasts are like four hours long. Well,
3: yeah, as he gets his guests stoned and, and drunk and
0: or he just gets guys like me. Yeah. <laughs> Who
3: just, I mean, he does that too. But he'll I've noticed he's he, a talker too. He's I mean he is and but he likes to get deep into shit and he's you know I've seen him talk about where if the conversation isn't going where he wants it to he will try and get his guests a little drunk in order to open them up a little bit, which oh, is yeah, necessary no, no. He's, he's
0: dude, uh, you know, and actually, I want to say this. I mean, I'm not, like, best friends with Joe or something like that. Right. But I want to say that, like, for, for being a dude that's a nobody, like uh-huh. right, me, you know, like I'm a, I'm at most a C-list celebrity. Uh-huh. <laughs> at most. <laughs> uh, it was really cool, because, like, I wasn't supposed to be opening for this guy. hmm And so I spent, like, three days in Bellevue, uh, you know, right outside of Seattle uh, at this place called The Parlor. I said I did three shows there, and then on the last night I was supposed to open up for him, but I was gonna do like a, a little comedy because apparently I, he, doesn't, he doesn't like uh, uh, people to do uh, music performing. He wants, you know, he wants comedians, he does a comedy he wants show, he wants comedians it naturally, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but they ended up taking me off the bill. I still did the show. But like his, I think like William Morris might have called or some, one of the, one of the agents, something like that called my manager and they were like, Hey, uh, we don't know who the fuck this guy is. So we're going to take him off the bill. Uh, he can still play, you know, it's fine, whatever. Cause they didn't book me. Uh, the, the owner of the, of the, of the, of the bar, the, you know, he's, he, he saw me playing at a place, you know, downtown. He's like, dude, you ever been to Seattle? I was like, no. Nah. He's like, you want to play? I was like, sure. He's like, you know who Joe Rogan is? I was like, yeah, man. He's awesome. He's hilarious. He's like, well, dude, I would like for you to you know, come. On. I was like, fuck. All right. Well, Wait, so
3: the owner of the bar booked you the same night they had something going on with Joe Rogan?
0: Yeah, he he booked me as an opener for them. Oh, interesting. I, I didn't know you could do that. No, I didn't either. Without like, confirming it first. Especially with, with the booking well, agent who booked Joe. Well, especially with a person like Joe Rogan, right? who is not just some schmuck. I mean, he probably doesn't consider himself to be, like, this huge celebrity. Mm-hmm. But it, he that's probably because he doesn't think of himself that way because he hangs out with other celebrities, and there's these even bigger ones. You know, he hangs out with, like, Bill Burr and people like that. You right. know? But the thing is, it, the normal person thinks that he's a big guy. So it's like, I didn't think that they, they would be able to do anything without his permission. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. We, I end up showing up. I did a really good show. It was fine. You know, it's whatever. You know, I just played three hours of covers, and they paid me fairly well. I'm not going to lie, they put me in nice. a very nice hotel. That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I got to eat with Joe and play some pool, and he comes in the green room. Well, let me backtrack. He comes in the fucking green room, and uh, I'm just sitting there kind of like, uh, like, you know, twiddling my thumbs. They're drinking Voss water, you know? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. only on the West Coast, dude, where, like, this is, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, the whole fucking refrigerator. I'm just like, can I just get a glass of water, please? Oh, sure. From the tap. They bring out this bottle. I was like, how do I open this? You know, it looks like a fucking, like, it's space c- Canister, yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck is this? You know, they drinking Voss water and fucking power or whatever the fuck Joe's sponsored by. I know, sponsored by Muscle Milk. Or something
3: like that. He's got his own uh, something, Muscle Farm, I think is what Is he, that? What it is? That's what he promotes. I he believe he has something out here in wrong.
0: Austin too. The uh, what is it? The on it or in it? Oh or, yeah, the on. Isn't a big part he, of that? He
3: promotes that. I think he might be an investor. I don't really know. I, I
0: think he's. I mean, he's a really I've seen him on the pictures dude. of that stuff. I guess the, what I was trying to get to was through all that bullshit that I wasn't really supposed to be there. You know, I go up and, and he is interesting, man, because he mm. stuck around. And signed every shirt, titty, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> I was like, this guy who uh, definitely is kind of, you know, he's very macho. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Very masculine, very macho, uh, but has, has nothing but good intentions for people. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think he talks about that on his podcast. But he's how, also
3: not afraid to get into
0: it if someone no, pisses him uh, off. No, 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 Dude, that's the thing. He's yeah. one, of, he one of those. He yeah. kind of has, has a little bit of bro in him. Yeah. Where he's kind of, you know, like, uh-huh. like, like come at me, bro. I'll fuck you up. And You're he right. will. He will fuck you the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, he, like, after the show, you know, he's serious. While I was playing, because I had to open and close it out with music. While I'm playing, he's sitting at the booth. That he's fucking signing everything yeah he didn't leave until everybody was gone i mean I, that, well, that's, that's awesome I mean, that's a dude who i don't care what anybody says about uh people that are that are masculine and stuff like that because they, they he made a point to talk about that on his podcast about how people are like of over people that are overly masculine alpha it's, males it, yeah like, there's yeah. like this there's something kind of there's something wrong with it yeah. You know, as if, like, these people are sexist and they're, they're you know, they, you know, and they're crazy. And, and it's, it's like, no, 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 no. He's a dude you don't want to fuck with. But the thing is, he's not going to go around bullying people. I think they've kind of mixed up this masculinity with bullying people. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. plenty of bullies that are pussies, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. Most you of know them what I mean? That's, why That's why they're bullies. That's right. why they're bullies. They feel like if they get at you first, then you can't. I mean, it's no, there's two totally different things. And yeah. he's one of the nicest dudes. Um, I said, Thanks for letting me play for you. He goes, Don't thank me. I I didn't I didn't put you on. <laughs> 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 I don't know who you are. He's like, oh, I don't give a fuck. But he's like he's like, yeah, you were good, I man. You wanna come play some pool? I was like, sure, you know, so we're Very cool. had a little VIP yeah. room where like all the you know, his people and all the other comedians were hanging out. It was a lot of fun, dude. He's a fantastic pool player. I'm yeah. a good pool player. He's a fantastic because he's a focused dude. Yeah, I got to meet him before
3: too. Whenever I worked at uh, one of the hotels downtown, he's—I knew he wasn't a tall man, but he's shorter than I thought he'd he be. He's a
0: little bit shorter than me. He's like maybe five nine, five ten. You know, he's not maybe
3: big. if that. You, I'm, I'm five five. He's—I would say he's maybe around five eight. Really? Yeah, I could yeah. be—I could be off just from from memory, but
0: I guess I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess so. But he's—he's he's a stocky dude. Oh day. yeah, he's—he's he's stout. But he, I mean, he, yeah,
3: you know. uh testosterone replacement therapy, he's getting up in age, he does that and he keeps himself yes, in really good he keeps himself shape. healthy yeah. in that oh, yeah. sense.
0: He, and, and the one thing I love about him, Kim, we are having a conversation about Joe Rogan. Yeah,
3: somebody uh, else's podcast. Somebody
0: else's podcast, well he does it too, he does it too, he talks <laughs> yeah, about other people's podcasts right. too. I, I, one thing I do love about, about it, the way he, he presents himself is that um, he keeps a lot of his own personality, but he doesn't allow it to overshadow the fact that he doesn't know anything.
3: Yeah. Well, he knows a fair amount of stuff, but what I like about him is when he is introduced to information he either didn't have or was incorrect about. He will say I, he has I didn't no qualms about. Yeah, about changing his mind, which I, I think which is, is necessary.
0: something you have to t- teach yourself. That's a right. discipline. Yeah. Because it's natural for people, because our survival techniques will kick in. Yeah. And we don't want to look like the ass. You know what <laughs> I mean? So it's right. natural for people to say, "Oh, I didn't know that," or "Ooh, you know." It's a very because you don't want to seem out of place. Yeah. Uh, because uh, as an animal, you know, when you're out of place, people pick on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't want to see him out of place. He doesn't mind me out of place. And, and that's really, uh, and I, uh, hats off to him, you know, hats yeah. off to him. Sure. But anyway, right on. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was weird that we just had to talk about Joe Rogan. It's
2: a good thing. We have okay. some fans that like him. Uh, so. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. No,
0: he's a fantastic Two of
2: fan. my neighbors listen to him religiously. So yeah, yeah, I, right I, to it. Uh, I've barely heard heard any of his stuff. I mean, he's also one of the podcast pioneers. (laughs) (laughs) He's up in
3: episode. He's up in the nine hundreds as far as episodes go. Yes, yes,
2: yes. He's been doing this for a long time. And
3: his
0: episodes are hours long. I I should listen. I should check it out. Yeah, Yeah. two to two to three hours are like a common thing. Average, yeah. But it's the kind of people he has, and it's not like he goes and gets, like, these, like, A-list celebrities. Right. He goes and gets these people that are really interesting. mm mm-hmm. uh, You know, the problem is I, I've kind of noticed, like, just being around, I guess, musicians and things like that, the more popular people are, the more boring they are. Yeah, yeah.
3: You know, for and sure, because the- I think maybe they're used to just their, their talking points, what they're normally asked by, like— <laughs> Yeah, you know, popular magazines kind of stuff. Yeah, and when you get to into more deep conversations, they haven't thought a whole it's lot it's more
2: rehearsed
0: or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have a B list celebrity mm-hmm. to hang out with than an A lister. A listers suck. <laughs> you hear that, A listers? <laughs> like, uh, like I know that I'm nobody, so it doesn't fucking matter. But the thing is that, like, there's because I think there's this constant need to put on a show. Yeah. So therefore, that's what you're getting. And then, you know, and the, it's not like a real conversation. It's like, hey, yeah, I'm great. And they're always smiling. They're politicians. A, A-list yeah. celebrities are politicians in, in the entertainment world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how they got there. You know, you don't get there by by being me and just writing some songs and playing shows. Yeah. That's not how you become famous. And, 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 and people ask it all the time, why are you not famous yet? because mm-hmm. people, for the first time they see me, and they're like, holy shit, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, trust me.
2: I speak my mind too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I say too much, and then people are like, ooh, we can't work with that guy because he might piss off, you know, uh, the feminist people over here, or he might piss off his own black people. It's like they can't have it, man. They can't yeah. have it. It's too much. I know that. And, and I get kicked out of bars for it, you know? <laughs>
2: Well, that's unfortunate but a lot of people do know who you are I mean I've, I see that you're in the Chronicle every yeah, week yeah. almost I mean
0: you play a lot well I didn't know this well, I mean, when I was in Seattle there were people that were there to see me wow that wow. was fucking that's awesome. weird from Seattle yeah that was fucking weird uh, I was in New York uh, like Saratoga mm-hmm. and just <laughs> randomly a couple of chicks came and they knew who I was interesting I mean you're good at what you do uh, Absolutely. Well, thank you. Of course. I just, I, I just, you know, I don't think everybody really knows exactly how they're perceived. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So you kind of you sit there and just like, eh, well, <laughs> hopefully they like this. <laughs> but, if they do, <laughs> but if they don't, I'm just gonna go home and cry. You know, that's kind of how people feel every day when they get on the stage. Like even when you know that you've, you have all these people there. Yeah. You know that it, at the drop of one bad joke. Or one flub note. Or if you're, you know, Mariah Carey mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> and it. you have a bad performance, then all of a sudden now now you are garbage to them. Yeah. Especially
2: when it's just you on stage. You're very vulnerable. You're putting yourself out there yes. where it's just you. Yep. And and there's a certain amount of vulnerability of putting yourself in that situation. And so mm-hmm. it's but, challenging. Well that's why sure. it,
0: that's why the worst words you could hear from the bar owner is, Can you please not do dot, (laughs) dot, dot? Because it's like, well, this is why I'm comfortable. If I don't do this, then I won't be comfortable. You're like, well, (laughs) well, now I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, I have to. And it's not even that I I don't do things to spite people. Right. I do things because I know that it works. I've been playing music for show after show for hours on end for the past 10 years. Uh, You better believe the last thing I want is for people to leave. But the yeah. thing is, what I found is the people that tend to leave at a bad joke or an off colored joke are the same people that will leave because I sang a song that had the word fuck in it. Yeah, right? yeah. Or they're the same kind of person that would, like, leave because I didn't play Brown Eyed Girl. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, they're the same kind of people. <laughs> they're those there are the for people... what they
3: want, not uh, for what you are. Yes. Yeah. And
0: those kind of people aren't going to spend money at the bar anyway. Yeah. Those are the kind of people that will tip you for that song, hear it, and then leave.
2: They're drinking Voss.
0: they are probably drinking Voss. (laughs) I only drink my bottle in cylinder shapes or in square shapes. I like my Fiji water to be square shapes. (laughs) This is fucking weird. You know, seriously, I believe, because I remember even the first time I ever saw Fiji water, because as a kid, we never drank bottled water at my house it was like a rarity like you had to go play a baseball game and like some mom would bring bottled water nah. so, you know like that just didn't happen my dad always had us have a thermos mm. and shit like that. country folks you know so it's like it's like the first time i saw fiji water i was like oh. i didn't even look at the price i was just like oh, that must be really really nice it comes <laughs> in, in, a in a square, square
4: bottle
1: <laughs>
2: I like, I like the one that was the music water. Remember that one, the music no. water? Yeah, what the hell it is that? was like in a triangular bottle. What? And it was called music water. Get the fuck out of here! I don't know if it's still around, but it can't be music it water. It can't be. Like, so what was musical? What's about musical about it? about it? I think it had some music notes on the the packaging or something.
0: Oh. It can't be. It won't fit in your fucking fun. cup holder. Yeah. <laughs> this is America, bitch. <laughs> if it don't fit in my cup holder, I don't want to drink it. <laughs> Yeah, man. Fuck yeah.
3: Well, uh, I guess let's get to talking about your music.
0: Okay, let's do that, (laughs) I'm sorry. No, you're good. So we
3: opened up with uh, Coffee and Cigarettes. You said somebody had asked you to come in and play that song, yeah? Yes,
0: a good friend of mine from college, Brandon Bridges. Okay. He was like, "Uh, uh... I, I've been looking, I can't find coffee. I think, I guess, I guess it's his favorite song. It's one of those songs I wrote at IHOP. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's. I'll tell you about it in a little bit, but uh, yeah. The, he, yeah, he wanted me to play it because he couldn't find it on YouTube. And YouTube has been kind of killing my, my 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 mojo, man, because, like, I had some stuff up there and it's been kind of hard, like, loading slowly. Ah, uh, okay. I'm sure I didn't sign some fucking agreement or something mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> You know, I think I was monetized at one point in time, so I get, like, a 50-cent a check a month, you know? Okay. Oh, nice. Oh, that, nice. Yeah, that's nice, right? Yeah. Add yep. that up.
2: That's more than iTunes. <laughs> 6 no, no, a no, year. No,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm exaggerating. I don't think they ever fucking sent me anything. They probably have, like, a, an account sitting somewhere, and they're just like, are you going to claim this or what? <laughs> what, that $3.75? Uh,
2: iTunes is like a nickel, a song, a download, or something. Uh, dude,
0: yeah. It's awful. <laughs> It's like a nightmare, but yes. Uh, so, coffee and cigarettes. I wrote that. I think when I was maybe nineteen or twenty. Uh, instead of going to class every day like I should have in college, um, I was welcome. going to IHOP at night because this is back when you could smoke in fucking places.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, like a champion! <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a champion! Did you? She fucking kidding me? Dude, like I I used to love when I was a kid going to a restaurant and them asking. Smoking or not. That was, like, part of the job, man. That was part of the fucking hostess job. And it was like this... There was this flow of, like, you know. And so I'm sitting there at the fucking IHOP table, and we're chilling. And I... I mean, I write all the time for no fucking reason. I mean, if you go in my room, it looks like I was committing suicide or something. (laughs) I have, like, writing all of my fucking walls and shit. It's weird. And on a napkin, I just wrote coffee and cigarettes and then i started just writing words together and then it became a song and apparently a lot of my friends really liked that song it is a good song so yeah. i don't I like the hell out of it <laughs> Yeah, really uh, I, and you know i just find it to be a corny song and i think everything i write is corny so i get i don't really have an opinion that's why i don't listen to it
3: Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for the listeners out there, we were kind of doing a run through, listening to <laughs> listening back to his performance, and he said he didn't really want to listen to all of it. So, yeah. Well, did you bring a song in here that's kind of more personal to you than others, or did you just kind of bring in songs okay. you like to play? Or
0: uh, that song, well, see, that's the, that 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 song was personal for me because all okay. my friends do like it. Okay. And my friend messaged me the other day, and just right on the nick of time, I said. I'm gonna be on the podcast. I'll, I'll I'll send you a link when I'm done with it, and it'll be back up there again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but the the, the I guess the most personal one was is is uh is a uh, is a uh, a song for Caroline. Okay, we're
3: actually gonna be ending the show with that one. Yeah, uh,
0: that song is it's kind of a.
3: It, it sounds like uh, unrequited love. For a long while, yeah, lover.
0: but by a girl that n- me and her never talked.
3: <laughs> oh, okay, yes. yeah, That's no, it's
0: it's it's one of those things. I think it became like a like a, a generic feeling of how I overall felt most of the time. Okay, because you would think, this stunning as I look, <laughs> <laughs> an audience, trust me, I'm you're stunning. too modest. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, um, girls like me. Hmm. I like them. Yeah. <laughs> but then they meet me. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and it doesn't it doesn't add up. Uh, it's like a, and I think a lot of it has to do with I have like abandonment issues or something. Okay. So, but that song uh, is is pretty much I was, I was playing it speakeasy, mm-hmm. and there was nobody there. It was just a slow night, and this one girl walks up, and she happened to work there. I didn't know that at the time, but she's wearing these little short booty shorts, you know. And she had this long blonde hair and had a little ponytail and I said, Can I play you a song, sweetheart? And she goes, Whatever.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay. I was like, shit, well, I guess she won't be impressed by this shit. But so uh I said, What's your name? She goes, Caroline. I said, I'm gonna fuck it. Since you're gonna be mean to me and you're gonna be a bitch, I'm gonna write you a love song. <laughs> so I wrote the love song for her. And it's An
3: ironically pre- written love song.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I think what it is is that you know everybody wants something. Well, yeah. You know, like you as a man, especially your whole life is built around being told no. Yeah. I mean, essentially, it is like um, okay.
3: I feel like there are a lot of people who would disagree, but I don't.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, they can disagree with me all they want. Right. The thing is, is, is that here's the deal. You when you're a little boy, right. Mm-hmm. And you see a little girl. And you go to talk to her. She'll turn away. You, from that day, the first time you get rejected, you just know that from now on, you're going to be a whole lot better at this. Yeah. So you start lying. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. I mean, like, I think. I mean, girls, I get what, yeah. I think, I think a lot of times because girls don't, aren't the ones that are expected to do the approaching, Yeah. They, they don't understand that dudes have to lie. I have to give you a little bit of the untruth. Or what are we calling them now? False. uh, 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 Alternative facts. Alternative facts. (laughs) I'm going to have to give this girl some alternative facts. So that maybe she'll at least go get a taco with me. You know what I mean? That's why dudes lie about their penis size all the time. I tell them it's small. Nope. Well, there you go. You know, I'm black. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it's small, and I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that they're gonna be like, "Oh, wow! I kind of want to see that because you know, I'm poor." There's, there's <laughs> no way. There's
1: no way, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, it's like my little pinky, you know? <laughs> a little pinky, no way, you gotta see it, you gotta see it, yeah. It's like
2: reverse psychology or yeah. something.
0: Yeah, like well, that. essentially the song, uh, and I started it out, I say, you know, she wore short shorts, she, yada, 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 and I started pretty much imagining a story about her on the stage. I wrote it for her right there on the stage. Mm-hmm. The exact words I'm singing, I sing now, that was like five years ago.
3: Wow. Yeah. I, I, um... So that whole song was written kind of on the fly. No, not 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 kind of. It was
2: on the fly. Completely. That's a. I. Completely. Did you play the song for? Her?
0: Yeah, no, no that's what he was saying. I wrote yeah. it for her right there in front of her face. <laughs> what did so she Did she like it? She didn't say a thing. The bartender loved it. Well, he recorded it and everything. And then she. Hopefully, you got a free drink out of it at least. Well, I didn't If I'm oh. playing, I don't pay for stuff. Oh, well, there you go.
1: In my head In my sleep Lord, I pray You'll bring my baby home to me To my arms There And in love will rest peacefully. It's not her touch, it's not her kiss, it's not her smile that I miss. It's a sweet, Lord, a sweet melody that makes me weak. Lord, it makes me. Weak. And in love will rest peacefully. Oh, mm, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: I that refuse. That's nicely. like part of the Adam Rogers deal, which is probably That's why part I get of kicked your out yeah, It's probably why I get kicked out a lot because I get too drunk. <laughs> <you know.
3: laughs> Yeah, we can't have this guy in here, man. He's drinking nah, he's all dr- of our makers. He's just <laughs> not worth thing. it. That's the thing.
0: I'm the cheapest drunk there is.
3: Lone Star? No, oh, fuck you. T.W. <laughs> Samuels, man.
0: <laughs> what the hell is that? I haven't even heard of that. Exactly. <laughs> no, no. It's um, it's, it's pretty a... much just grain alcohol with food coloring in it. <laughs> <laughs> taka out of the plastic handle jug for five bucks. Taka would be a step up. I'm <laughs> telling you, man. If you ever get a chance, T.W. Samuels, man. It's whiskey. I'm good. It's whiskey. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's blended whiskey. It's great. It's awesome. I drink. That's all I drink. My liver is made up of T.W. Samuels. <laughs> okay. You could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, could it, you could ring it out into a barrel. Ring it out
3: into your own mouth.
0: Yeah, you put it. You can ring it out to a smoked barrel. Okay, and just and you could rebottle that shit.
3: You're gonna Six. get an endorsement. Oh, I should, dude. I should. That'd be awesome. T.W. Samuels. <laughs> like dude. stands for Thomas Willard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't oh, I, actually I don't know we just call it toilet water toilet water stand. toilet water stand. <laughs> nice That's yeah, delicious man keep on walking keep on walking keep on walking I wrote that <coughs> um, out of soul searching okay because I, I wasn't sure I've been writing songs since, since I was like maybe 14 or 15 years old and I mean every song was different I didn't really. I never really understood the idea of like picking a genre of music and, and writing it, or like what's hot right now. That's what we're gonna write. I never. I, I, have, I have sounds in my head that are my own, so I write them. Okay. And then occasionally I'll take like I'll borrow something from somebody or. And the first time I really uh, I started writing like country music and soul music and folk music and things like that that were more different from regular singer songwriter Dave Matthews esque. John Mayer-esque stuff mm-hmm. was when I moved here to Austin. Okay. And so that's when I got exposed to all these different styles of, of people mm-hmm. behind an instrument, you know? Yeah. And uh, I started listening to blues. Blues is, you know, I mean, you can't throw a rock in the city without hitting some bar that has some guy going, you know. Stevie, R- sing, Stevie Ray sing, Vaughan. Yeah, tr- <laughs> trying to be Stevie Ray Vaughan. Well, even that, even if you hit something
3: that's not blues specifically, I'm sure it's blues-inspired. Inspired, Inspired, yes.
0: And so I'd never seen so much blues in my life. I didn't grow up listening to blues. I grew up listening to soul and R&B, which, you know, and people, I guess, find that to be odd. I don't because I don't give a shit about the blues. I just don't.
2: Grab a (laughs) a couple beers while you're in there, if you would. (laughs) All right. <laughs> well, We're just gonna keep I'm rolling gonna going. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: that'd be great. Uh, I just thought I didn't know I didn't know what to think about the blues because I didn't really hear. It. I mean, I listened to BB King as a kid, and I used to love BB King. My favorite song by BB King was uh, was uh, uh, How Blue Can You Get? I bought you a brand new Ford. You said I want a Cadillac.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I bought you a ten dollar dinner. You said thanks for the snack. I took you to my penthouse and you called it a shack. <laughs> I gave you seven children, but now you want to give them back. Baby, how blue can you... I used to listen to that all the time of my dad. I used to love that song. That's good stuff. Yeah, he has these great songs. Caledonia. Uh, I mean, he had a lot of great stuff, but that was really the only blues that I, I grew up listening to.
2: you like Buddy Guy?
0: I only know like maybe one or two Buddy Guy songs. My auntie bought me my first blues CD, which was like the best of Buddy Guy or something like that. And uh, he has some great songs, but I didn't really ever get into Buddy Guy until I got older. I think it's just like eating, you know, fucking broccoli, dude. You know, it's like, it's good for you. It's what you need. But I wasn't ready to eat it yet. I didn't know how to eat it. I didn't know how to make it flavorful for myself. And so this whole folk and blues thing kind of happened when I moved here. And people would challenge me to write these songs. Like, Don't they sound something like this? And Where I, are you from originally? I'm originally from Houston, Texas. Okay, that's where you grew up? Yeah, well, I was born in Houston. I grew up in uh, Missouri City, Texas, which is like a little suburb outside of Houston. And you've been in Austin for, like, how long? Oh, shit. Uh, Almost 10 years. Yeah. And I I can't remember a day that I wasn't playing. And that's kind of why I came here. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was in college. I had no idea what I wanted to fucking do. And uh, it... I was really kind of at the college on my mother's whim
2: what were you studying in college just like Nothing. basics oh fuck it! it
0: if I told you I was studying <laughs> astrophysics it wouldn't have fucking mattered you know what I mean I was barely in class cause I, all I wanted to do was play music and I didn't know that that's what I really wanted to do it was just it was like a, a knee jerk reaction I would have a guitar and I'd be playing it and I started smoking cigarettes and the, and, and you know just drinking and and, and making my own alcohol in my dorm room. And, <laughs> you know, like that was kind of the, that was what was interesting to me. That I didn't, that was my study. My study was life. I didn't really give a shit about the fact that like these kids were, were going to regurgitate information back to their teacher so they can get a piece of paper. And then later on complain about how they don't get to work the job they wanted to work. Somehow it did, that didn't add up in my brain. And I think if I tell certain people that, they'll think, oh, He's an idiot. If I tell other people that, they'll be like, man, I wish I had that thought. You know, it just depends on who you're talking to. But to me, I thought, I thought school was was a waste of time. But the atmosphere that school provided was awesome.
2: So what, your your family, did they come to accept that that's who you are and that's what you do?
0: i gonna be honest with you, I don't think they had a choice, man. I mean, what do you do to a, a, a wayward kid? That's what my mom would put it, I guess, a mm-hmm. wayward child. I wasn't a bad kid. I was actually a really good kid uh you know it's just uh I I think since I was a little boy I always just did things the way I wanted to fucking do them. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care about like oh like even when we went to church like I always had questions that I wanted to ask. Or like you know like or um if I if I saw something that was supposed to like even to this day I won't play songs properly. It drives it drives other musicians crazy.
3: What but do I'm you mean like, by properly?
0: Um like I'll I'll leave out a fucking seventh Oh, a, okay. even though even though it's supposed to be I don't care because this is how I heard it because mm-hmm. I don't go to the tab thing anymore I just hear it and I say okay I'll play the root notes and I, I put it all together and I say alright here's the melody here's the and I just do it because to me the thing is look man every song is, is written every yeah. time it's played if somebody's playing my song, which I heard somebody do one day at an open mic, which was, <laughs> blew my mind, okay? Uh, my friend, he was like, look, I learned this song. And he learned it, and he learned it better than I knew, you know? That's awesome. But the thing is, is that every time you you learn something, your brain is rewriting it. Mm. So I said, well, then to hell with it. I don't care if it's supposed to be a seventh chord here. I don't care if it's supposed to go to A minor. I don't give a fuck. Because the thing is, this is how my brain is hearing it. Do your thing. And you have to hear it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, now, if somebody plays it properly and I'm singing with it, I naturally sing it properly.
2: Have you have you had bands together before? Oh, man. Like, you've, yeah. you've done that, but you prefer to oh, fly man. solo more? Well, because look at me. I'm a miss.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Has I, that been an issue with ba- b- yeah, playing with other musicians? You're yeah, like, well, you I, didn't play it this way. Kind of.
0: Because I, I, my skill level as a musician is awful. My skill level as a performer is through the char- through the roof. So they balance each other out.
2: Well, you got an incredible voice. Thank I mean, you. you.
0: I don't see. I still don't think that. I don't, my mother. My mother's never told me I could sing, so I just don't Well, because you're an
2: artistic type, and artistic
3: types tend to be the most
0: critical of themselves. I don't think so. I don't Does think your it. mom sing pretty well? Everybody in my house sings. So they're, they're it, overly
2: I, critical of your singing. No, but not well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it's like everybody just sings. Like I, For me, it seemed like my house was always a musical. Mm-hmm. It was, it was my mom, like, I remember if you say a certain word, say, if you came in the house, she's like, like, do we have any sugar? She'd be like, ah, sugar, <laughs> da, da, da. You know, that's, that's how my mom that's awesome. was all the time. My mom was there all the time. My dad was always whistling or doing something like that. He used to love songs because he used to like to make fun of the way people would do stuff. They had, they, my parents were both uh, loved music. They loved it. And they loved it so much that my mom kind of made us be in middle school band. We didn't have a choice. Would you honor. play in middle school band? I played the trumpet. Oh, cool. I was awful. No, I'm just kidding. I was actually really good. I was the first uh, sixth grader to be sat in a chair in the honors band mm. wow. at my school. Yeah. And I couldn't stay there, but they had me practice with them. And then the next year, I was automatically in the honors band. Nice. But I never practiced. That was my problem. I hated practice. Because I thought it was weird. So, I, like, while we're supposed to be learning songs like, da 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 da, da 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 da, I was learning, sweet Caroline. <laughs> I was teaching myself how to do it. But see, I was like that then. I just believed that I would always do things my way. And I didn't really know that I was being like that. My mother would say that I was being rebellious or something. I just didn't see the world that way. I just thought that everybody else was being foolish. Yeah, I get it. You can read the notes off the fucking paper. Yeah. You know, whatever I get yeah. it. You know, you're not proving anything to me. You know, because you read a 900 page book doesn't mean that you're awesome at writing <laughs> shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. So
3: it, it sounds like you have a bit of a chip on your shoulder.
0: Oh, no. Now I do. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't then. I, that was just how I did. But mm. I do now because I think I, I think that it was, uh, it was overlooked that somehow I was being more creative. Okay, And so I wasn't really introduced to being creative. And I always felt reserved about being creative, writing songs for people and showing them to them. And remember, people would hear, hear me singing a song. And they'd be like, who, who wrote that book? I wrote it. And they want me to play it for everybody. i like, no, 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 no. That's not happening. Because that means that now I put it out there so somebody can say, oh, that shit sucks. And they can shit on it. And so now I've got. I've just now, at the age of 31, developed this, this, this mentality. You know, this "fuck you" for the
3: listeners. He put his middle finger.
0: <laughs> uh, this "fuck you" mentality. I don't care anymore. Uh, it's. It, what do I have to lose? So you're only right.
2: 31. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I for some reason I thought you might be a little older. That just mm-hmm. because I know you've lived a lot. Yeah. And done a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I even remember when I think. I mean, when you were recording at MediaTek at Arlen, I remember seeing that you were out, just sort of touring around, mm-hmm. yeah. doing your own thing. Yeah. You know, you, you used to drive, right? Yeah. And like play. Oh, dude, clubs I, would, I and... was
0: I was sleeping in my car when I was with y'all, man. Hmm. Uh, I was I was I didn't really a lot of people didn't know, and still really close to me. I was really good about hygiene. I would go to the bat. <laughs> I would go to the gas station and 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 pay the guy like a buck. To just use a sink. Huh. But a lot of it had to do with the fact that, I mean, partially I'm lazy. Okay. At life. I'm lazy at living other people's life. Like, what other people seem to be adulting and all that stuff, I seem to be a waste of time. Okay. Um, Like, because you're going to die. And this is not how I want to die.
2: That reminds me real quick. I saw, I liked the thing on your Facebook. I think that was you, mm. where it shows the skeleton in the coffin. <laughs> yeah,
0: my friend Johnny Gray. I don't know if y'all know who Johnny Gray is, but he, he sent me that picture. Yes. And so it's basically, just
2: since you haven't seen it, David, it's I have three not. pictures, and it's the same picture, right, of a skeleton and a coffin, mm-hmm. and remind me what each one says.
0: Uh, I think one of them says, uh, fuck, I'm going to have to look it up. It's It, it pretty much says... Um, uh, I went to college, skeleton, skeleton in the coffin. Right. I did this skeleton in the closet, and I lived the life of how I wanted to live. Skeleton in the coffin. Basically, right.
2: we're all the end result is the same, no this matter is what, it, dude. This is
0: it. So yeah. Do what and, you want to do. Be true to yourself. Please do in, yeah. indulge in the things that you love, because that's what makes greatness anyway. Right. The reason why people end up going crazy as great people is because when they get to that greatness, people start picking away at them. They say, well, maybe you shouldn't do this anymore. Maybe you need to wear this. Maybe you shouldn't say that. Maybe, you know what I mean? The yeah. People start changing how you feel about yourself because you've achieved all this greatness. And so they believe in their mind, there's no way you could have been great with by walking around in those clothes. How, how is it that you're great walking around in those clothes? You start yeah. to feel locked up. And a shame is the greater you come, the smaller that cage gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want to criticize anything that's good. Anything that made you who you are. People just uh, want to criticize anything in general, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Well, essentially, like that's what keep, that. keep On Walking is about. Okay. It's, it's, it has that moment of, of like, because uh, I, was, I was experimenting with, with, with sounds, and I, I've never really been able to put together a full album that I loved. Okay. Because I didn't know what I was supposed to sound like. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I've always been that way. You ask one guy, he'll tell you I'm an asshole. Yeah. You ask another dude, he'll be like, Adam's the funniest person ever. Yeah. You ask another guy, he'll be like, Adam's kind of a sad sack. Uh Like there's, I don't know what the fuck I am. That's the part of the problem. I I have no identities. Kind of a
2: chameleon sort of, and you change and-
0: I don't think so. You're not really still figuring it out though, it doesn't seem. No, I think I, I never was. I was never trying to. I just always just was whatever was at the moment.
3: Hmm. I like that. And Somebody's found one off. That might have been mine.
0: Uh, so you're just
2: you're just doing what feels good and what you
3: I've how you always, do it.
0: I've always been that
2: way. That's cool. I think that's the way more people should be instead well, of trying to fit into a certain. The,
0: you you don't teach that. If you teach that, then they're not being themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people need to fit in. Right. Some people desire that. That that's what gets them up in the morning is to know that they're gonna ha- go hook up with their hot girlfriend that everybody loves, and they're gonna go out to eat at a nice restaurant that everybody. Some that people gets people through the day, and I mm-hmm. don't I don't dog them for that.
3: So my deal with that is like it's, it's it's interesting to me what drives that kind of mentality for those kinds of people, whereas other folks won't have that mentality at all because
2: you're more worried about what other people think than.
3: Yeah, it's just but once again, in, I
0: think it's natural. I think it's you natural. Your, your parents do that to you. Yeah. Your parents right. want you to be in in this and that and the other with the other kids. Your yeah. parents want you to wear certain clothes. Your parents, you're not, you notice from the time you are zero to the time you are five years old, you have no sense of self. Right. It is only yeah. what the parents dictate for you. So you can't help but to grow into them eventually. Eventually you you will show an exhibit Parts of your mom and dad that you both love and hate. You mm-hmm. can't run away from that. That's true. Um, you know who Charles Bukowski is? I heard the name. Me and him share a, a very similar love for life, if you will. Okay? And and he's a, he's, a, he's a writer. He used to be a poet. He's dead now. Crazy guy. If you get a chance to look up a documentary on him called, um, what is it called? Uh, fuck. It's called Born Into This. Charles Bukowski. I love documentaries, dude. It's my thing. Um, He's one of the most interesting people I've ever witnessed in my life. And not because he was trying to be interesting. He just was. Uh, He was a brilliant writer in the sense of he was so crass. Um, But almost in a way that you couldn't help but to laugh both at him and with him about it. It was really interesting.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he was a guy that completely let go, and when I saw the documentary, I was like, "Oh my god!" I felt at ease. I felt I didn't no longer felt alone. I never, I no longer felt like uh, this 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 oaf that was walking around with all these thoughts and ideas, and nobody gave a shit about them. Mm-hmm. I suddenly felt like I had all these thoughts and ideas and somebody might care about them so i was like well just perform them the way you want and and don't worry about the song structure or whether or not you had a click track or don't worry about the fact that uh it, the hook wasn't as as good as catchy enough eventually you could be Elliot smith Just kill yourself in the bathroom, and then, you know, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. That's bad. I mean, uh, poor guy. I mean, he was a tortured soul. I think it's partially because he wouldn't accept the fact that he just was. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people, you get put in a moment where you can't accept the fact that you're just not normal.
3: Yeah, and And a lot of people, I think, have a hard time being honest with themselves mm -hmm. about who they are. I mean, I feel like people might get told who they're supposed to be. And yeah. stop listening to who they actually all well, are, and well, that, that causes a lot of
0: problems. I guess perceptions, reality, and all that gets yeah. into that whole consciousness, right. uh, consciousness of being. Uh, what am I to the people? What am I worth? Why does it matter? Why does it matter? Mm-hmm. And that's the big question.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: you know, does this matter? Why am I here? To me, I think it's awesome that I don't believe in a heaven or a hell. Okay, because that I means you get the idea of this. Fucking once, dude, to right. so make it count. But you know, if people that believe in like some kind of afterlife, I think sometimes it can make you kind of complacent. It makes you want to just make the the best of the little things. You want to teeter totter on because you think that there's gonna be something better afterwards. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's gonna be anything. Okay. So I have to make this both my heaven and my hell. I have to fucking go out and say the things I don't want to say, dude. I will say some of the stupidest shit to people in a bar, mm. just talking to them. And then the next day I'll wake up, like, why the fuck did I say that? And then two hours later, I'll be like, oh, I guess it doesn't really matter. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, remember that time, like, in, in elementary school when you were embarrassed uh, no, you don't, because who gives a fuck? <laughs> I'm 31 years old, man. I don't give a shit. Like, what? Oh, that time I pooped in my pants? I don't give a <laughs> shit. I don't that fucking was kid. last week. That was actually, it was. <laughs> it was. I'm lactose intolerant, dude. <laughs>
3: well, and, uh, from my understanding, every adult poops their pants at least once. It's still coming for me.
0: It no, I, I've done it twice this year. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. we appreciate your it's, it's only March. I'm like lactose <laughs> dog, dude. I, I, But I can't refuse the cheese, man. Oh, the kid's hard to do that. Dude, it's difficult. cheese. See, that's my point. You shouldn't Mm have to... I'm not going to succumb to not eating cheese because you don't like the way my farts smell. (laughs) Or your shit in your pants (laughs)
2: smell.
0: I reserve the right to... Have farts and smell and eat cheese. And, and, yeah. and eat cheese and possibly poop on myself. That's why I carry an extra pair of undies with me. Jesus. I did. I did it downtown. I was walking with my friend and I was like, dude, we gotta go I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. He's like, Why? I was like, I just pooped myself. Oh, so I took, took my underwear off, threw it in the trash can, washed my hands, put my pants back on, We're walked, ready to go. Walked out. Dude, that's I had to free ball the rest of the night. No, oh, wow. wow. which turns out, that. I learned something about women that night. What's that? They like when guys free ball, dude. Girls like penises, just like we like tits. All yeah. right, yeah. They just they just won't say it, right? But the thing is, Weirdly. I was sitting there, I'm talking to this girl, and like, I actually kind of got like a little bit of a, a little happiness going on. <laughs> okay. And she noticed how happy I was. A little bit of blood. And she goes, "I like your smile," <laughs> you know. <laughs> It, in, in, I, uh, in the nicest terms I can put it, no, we we did not I have sex at night, that night, but I thought it was very flattering. Yeah, that that she was like, hey, you know, you're not so bad. After all, That's pretty cool because it wasn't like I was like, hey, look at my beard. you know. <laughs> but I just happened to get an erection. I'm 31 years old. I, I'm a healthy man. Yeah. I get I get boners from time to time. That's an accomplishment, dude. I have them all the time. Actually, it's miserable, <laughs> It's miserable. But I keep on walking. That's what we're talking about. Okay. No, no, yeah, that's that's pretty much that song is just. It was me experimenting with a, with a with a new portion of of uh of of my writing okay I think you know life is a journey <laughs> yeah um and if you choose a craft, that craft becomes your life, which becomes your journey, and you're constantly trying to make this map of your craft to get out of that fucking forest that you live in that's called hell, you know what i mean are we still rolling okay all right, well, let's do this then uh. These are some new ones. I think you'll like it. I'll start out with the slow one, or the slower one. The song's called Sing.
1: Sing for the love, sing for the children. Sing for peace for all the world to see. Take these broken hearts and mend them all together. Carve out a space for you and me. When I'm feeling low and whiskey's more the trouble, and powder just seems to keep me down, down, down. When all my friends have left me. And my mind starts to wander take my guitar head out on the town so i can sing for the love sing for the children sing for peace for all the world to see take these broken hearts we'll mend them all together carve out a space for you and Guns become the answer Cause words have lost their meaning Who will be the ones that are left to speak We're like boats in a storm Without a destination Our soul's at the bottom of the sea So we'll sing for the love And sing for the children Sing for peace for all the world to see. We'll take these broken hearts and mend them all together. Carve out a space for you and me. Well, we'll sing for the love. Sing for the children. Sing for peace for all the world to see. And take these broken hearts. We'll mend them all together And carve out a space for you and me Mm Where we'll we'll sing for the love Sing for the children Sing for peace for all the world to see Take these broken hearts We'll mend them all together And carve out a space for you and me Carve out a space for you and me. Carve out a space for you and me.
0: (laughs) I wrote that. Yeah, you're welcome. It's a misery to be broke as a musician. And I've had times where I've had a lot of money as a musician. I've had times when I've had nothing at all. Right now, I'm right in between. <laughs> and uh, you're not living in your car. That's a good no, thing. No, 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 no. Yeah. Because I met your roommate. Yeah, I barely pay rent. <laughs> you have two roommates, right? Three. Three roommates. Three. Yeah, man. And and two all dudes? No, uh, nah, I wish. Okay. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Nah, <laughs> I, love my, I love my roommates. I love my roommates. Uh, I got two beautiful girl roommates, uh, Ashley and, and, and B Nanny. And then I got Matthew. And we have two dogs. Oh, three dogs. anybody want a dog? By the way, if you want a dog, hit me up. I got, <laughs> I got a dog. He's cool. We gotta get rid of him though.
3: But uh, nah, taking up too much room.
0: No, well, I mean he's not even really our dog. Oh, well, how do you? What happened? <sighs> it's part of that journey thing, right? Okay. Um, it's like um, well, uh, we have a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, he has he had a puppy. He got that puppy. Times got hard. He could not take care of that puppy. We have that puppy now. Uh, That's long story short. Gotcha. And uh, very nice dog. Very good, beautiful little brindle dog. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a a pit and boxer, I believe. Beautiful dog. Gorgeous dog. Uh, He just got fixed. Okay. Uh, We we took took away his (laughs) and uh, uh, he's but he's great. He's great. He's he's an awesome dog. He's very well mannered. I think he's like four years old. Okay. And uh, seriously, you no, know, we we just need to find a home for him because we can't have three dogs in the house, man. It's right, just too right. many dogs.
2: There you go. You heard it here. Hit him up if you need a dog. Hey,
0: if you need a dog, I'm not gonna take him to the shelter. I would like to meet the people that I give the dog to. Okay. You know, I, yeah. I just be, just out of respect for him because he's kind of had to bounce around a little bit. And in the next house, I put him in. I think we have a friend that might take him, but I mean, whoever gets it's first come first serve. Yeah. Because he's <laughs> a good he's got dog. Dips. And okay. uh, you better he, hurry. Yeah, because I mean, I. I like animals. I like dogs. Yeah. But I... have got three
3: in your house, obviously.
0: (laughs) Well, no, the two of them are not mine. Two of them are uh, my friends. But you live with them. Yes, I live with them, and I don't mind them. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, it's like whenever somebody else has fucking kids. Yeah, You know, you just want to chop them in the neck. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's like... It's like... The kid comes up, and he's talking shit to you, and he's like... Nigga, I don't give a fuck about what you have to say. (laughs) Uh, Like... I don't have to love you. You know what I mean? But yeah. but 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 you do kind of because it's a kid and he doesn't know any better. You know, that's yeah. kinda of how I feel about it. But mm-hmm. I love every dog I've ever had, I've always loved, and so it's it's been good, yeah. Um but uh long story short, I I that that song was just really just kind of written out of the fact that I've made it from twelve when I started playing the guitar mm-hmm. to now. And it feels like sometimes just there's just nothing happening.
4: Yeah. But,
0: it feels like you're constantly at, at, at ground zero when you don't know what's going on around you. Yeah. Things are always working for me, and I just don't even know it.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's kind of stuff that happens when you work hard. I mean, if you work hard at what you do, regardless of what it is, yeah. you know what I mean? You, you can't help
0: but to not move forward and move up. Or you know? it, I think as long as I, I, I'm—to me, okay. it's, it's, it's like a meditation. If you sit there and you, and you, you look at the music for what it's worth— uh-huh. Which is, it's just a, a moment in time that yeah. comes, then tomorrow it goes. Yeah. And some people will remember it, some people won't. Mm-hmm. Occasionally you might have a song that people will remember for decades. Might yeah, have I think that, that
3: depends on the relatability of the song. Yes.
0: Yeah. And also how it's pushed, how it's marketed. Right. I can't control, there's a lot of things that are out of my control. Yeah. So I only control the things I can. Yeah. Which is, I play music. Mm-hmm. people are like well why don't you go and do this kind of promotion this kind of pro-? I was like because that's not me if I do that then I'll feel out of control yeah uh, I there are times where I'll sit at home and I'll think about it because seriously that's all I do is just think about how can I use my music to benefit my life right and then I'll start thinking about these ideas and it'll drive me fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like because it's not me it wouldn't yeah. drive me crazy if it was something that was that was that I could relate to but when people are like, you know, maybe you should wear this. You, you should probably wear tighter pants. You should.
3: Yeah, I'm like, no. well,
0: but that's when I wake up in the morning, that's not how I feel.
3: Right. And that's something I've never understood from like the, um, I mean, I, I understand I it to an that. extent. But like yeah. certain rock bands or punk bands or pop bands, the ones that you can tell, especially like right now with South By just ending, mm-hmm. you can tell when they come in who the bands are because they all dress some kind of way that normal people just don't dress in everyday life. And got their hair spiked up they wear clothes that look just ungodly uncomfortable yes and they look like they smell half the time they do that's <laughs> I, don't, I don't
0: no no, no they, they do smell yeah and um. i don't
3: i don't understand the i mean i again i guess i understand the mentality it, it gives them a a look that where people know oh yeah he's in a band or she's in a band and which is cool but <clears> i don't know i think it's different when you're on the other side of the the glass you know what i mean Yes. Like, when you when you are yes. in the business, you know bands, you're an
0: engineer, or whatever, you know, it's like, these these people, they're just normal folks. They're normal so, I mean, people that are dressing up a part. Right. They're putting on a costume. Right, and it's... And I'm not putting on a fucking costume. It's
3: like seeing people from, like, you know, Civil War reenactment just walking around it's, downtown it, Austin. It's just, or wherever. Yes,
0: yes, that's you exactly know? what it looks like. And it's, it's so it's weird to us. But to them... Yeah. But to the outside world, it's like, that's what they're supposed to be. They're supposed yeah. to be like that. right. People make fun of me because I usually only wear a wife beater, jeans, and my boots. That's it. And I look like the same person Mm -hmm. every fucking day. Like a cartoon fucking character. You know what I mean? (laughs) Okay. But I don't mind that because that's just how I feel. Mm -hmm. There was a time where I used to wear polyester pants and button-ups. You know? Like, that's just, nobody had to tell me to do that. It wasn't necessarily a trendy thing at the time. Yeah. I think I'm going to be that guy when I'm like 70 years old. They're going to make a documentary about me. You know what I mean? Like, like maybe soon the
3: clothes you wore.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, just and, <laughs> no, and all these people are just gonna tell these recountants of me, and it's gonna be weird. And they're gonna be like, no wonder that guy was never famous. But why? <laughs> what, but but why wasn't he famous? You know, it's yeah. like because it's like the searching for Sugar Man movie. You ever mm, seen? I'm not that? familiar. Just, no, you know. Okay, there's a, well, they make a lot of documentaries like that about right. musicians who 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 were but never were. Ah, uh, right. You know what I mean? Uh huh. And I'm like, I don't think I, I think, I think there will be a moment in time in my life where I'll probably do something that is popular and famous. I think there will be a moment. But I've always kind of visualized myself as like, maybe I, I'm doing all this just to, so somebody else can make money off my fucking story. <laughs> 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 as long <laughs> as you get royalties, M- hopefully you're alive may- to sign
2: that deal. Hopefully yeah, maybe, it's you making that money. Maybe,
0: maybe <laughs> yeah. my whole purpose in life was to be somebody else's muse. Yeah. Much like, you know, the honeybee was to make me fucking honey. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like nobody's gonna remember that Honey Bee, but he's gonna make me some money.
3: And you said Honey Bee, I started thinking about Cheerios again.
0: Bam! So. Look at that.
3: Yeah, Pretty full soon. circle. Yes. What about uh, Sweet Melody? That was a really nice, oh, yeah, yeah, soothing sweet,
0: song. Sweet Actually, I, that song I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was I. Had, I recorded it at Media Tech. Okay, it was the first song I ever did at Media Tech, and okay. I did it with J Dub. Right, and it's a guy named Eric. I remember that. <laughs> Excuse me. And it was, it was a songwriting class that I was kind of, like, helping him teach. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Or helping him, like, lecture you know, with. Lecture him. with, yeah. yeah. I think
2: we might have been in that class. Yeah, yeah you might have been. been.
0: And I was excited crazy every time, because I played every instrument on it, every mm-hmm. single one. I remember that. And uh, I was like, hold on, I think it just needs this. I was, like, on fucking fire. I think that was the moment where I realized I was a songwriter. Okay. Or that I had it in me. I just had to keep practicing it.
2: Yeah, I remember you playing the drums, and I was impressed with it because I'm a drummer. Well, I played
0: like a little simple beats. Yeah, you know? but you were holding it down. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: you know, I, I, can, I do remember you getting pretty excited about. Oh, dude! I was running, running around yeah. the place. I was surprised I didn't take my
0: clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't, because that was the first time I'd ever actually been in this moment where I was in complete control of of, of what I was doing. Yeah. It was like that epiphany moment where you're like, "Holy shit! I can do this!" Like I didn't know I could do that. And we got to hear it on those nice-ass nice speakers, and mm-hmm. I got to, you know, it's great. Yeah. So yeah, that song is is I wrote it. I don't I don't I don't think I actually have like a real story about that song. Okay. Uh, other than I felt like writing a song like that and I wrote it.
3: <laughs> nice. Well, uh, I mean it worked out really well. I very rarely
0: very really write songs that are particular. Okay. I have an emotion and I can't ever pinpoint why I have that emotion by just write yeah. about it. I just tell a story that it has it has nothing to do with me.
3: That's interesting cuz I've heard a lot of records where the artist will take one specific uh, happenstance in life, right? They'll take a breakup, for instance, which right. is probably one of the more commonly written about right. things. But they will break down each emotion and create an entire album. Out of, of that, that one one thing, thing. so yeah. it's like a concept album. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah.
0: Like, and you're just making shit. Yeah, up like you, really yeah. You're doing. yeah, yeah.
3: You pull one little tiny, you know, emotion or feeling out of what happened, and you you elaborate on it to yeah. create an entire song. See,
2: I would think it's way more interesting instead of. I have so many friends that have come in here and recorded albums, and no offense to anybody that's listening, I mean that's still, uh, uh, you know, valid stuff. But to write an entire song just about a relationship to me is just so, I guess. Um, Contrived. contrived contrived and and predictable mm-hmm. yeah and i would rather hear an album that has a song you know all the songs on the album are completely different yeah yeah, yeah. i don't want to hear
0: the same song uh, I, I don't whining get, about I, a girl to this over day, and over to and over. This day yeah. i don't get it i don't fucking get it the everybody sings so loudly about the beatles but they took nothing from them the Beatles wrote different songs all the fucking time, yeah. and then as, somehow through through all that in the eighty in the seventies and eighties, we ended up with these albums where I had to hear the same fucking song a thousand times. Yeah, I was like, how did we end up? How did how is it you send so much praise to to the Beatles and then learn nothing from them?
3: Yeah, it's really odd. Well, mm-hmm. something with the Beatles is they were so experimental, especially for the time and what they did. It was almost like well. Now what are we gonna do? You well, know that, what I mean? that was
0: the best part of it, right? I, I guarantee you every day that John and Paul and all those other fucking dudes, they're probably sitting around there like, "What else are we gonna fucking do?" And then they did it.
3: Yeah, well, they took a and, bunch of drugs and then but, did it. I'm right. sure. but
0: well, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you want to call yourself creative, right? You want—I hate when people say everything's been written. <laughs> oh, it's just such a defeatist attitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything's been written. I, I I guarantee at one point in time when Mozart was playing, people mm-hmm. were like, "Oh, everything's already been done." <laughs> I guarantee. I guarantee fucking to you. Yeah. I guarantee there was that one faggot that like, that could <laughs> that, that just. And I mean, faggot in the Louis C.K. way. Okay. Uh, like, there's. I guarantee there's that one dude that was just like, anytime he, if you because he couldn't think of it, mm-hmm. he feels like it's all been done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. There's only so many notes and there's only so many rhythms and so many time signatures and so many right. of these. But, dude, the the, the, the the combinations are infinite.
3: Yeah. Well, not only that, the production, the arrangement, the ways you put them together, Every,
2: the yeah, instruments, the layering.
0: You have a thousand instruments it's back great. here.
2: <laughs> and, he, and the Bare Naked Ladies wrote yeah. a song called It's All Been Done. They have a song about that. And, and, like, and you
0: know what hadn't been done? That song. <laughs> right, so they made that song. It's, it's, I, I, it, it drives me crazy. Your point exactly, right? I, yeah. Well, I think, what the, you know, but I think it's that same kind of attitude that America has in general. We're, we are a bunch of losers now. Like, I think mm. that, that, that like, people kind of, like, we drag our feet on everything. We feel like somebody else is going to do it. I mean, that's a common thing that I see amongst people, not just of our generation, yeah. but just People in general. Somebody's going to tell you, oh, but that idea already exists. So the fuck what? The car existed before the car when we had a fucking chariot, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, we're like, what well, if we turn that horse into a motor? Right. So some, I'm sure there was some guys like, oh, that's already been done. You're just going to make a motor? I mean, do we already have a horse? Yeah. You know, I, think, I think I think millennials
2: always- specifically, like people that are in the. I'm a millennial.
0: Group. Well,
2: but you're sort of on the... Other side of that. I mean, yeah. you're 31. I'm talking but like I, early I, 20s yeah. people now. Yeah, I think yeah. that are a lot more lazy. The the cell phone generation. I mean, yes, I I had a cell phone in high school, but right. it was a flip phone. It did get on the internet.
0: Yeah, you know yeah, I'm yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But well, what I'm we have about that sort of age, I feel like people have gotten a lot lazier. Well,
3: we and, haven't been championing hard work and the results that that stuff comes from. Instead, what we've been pushing is easier ways to do things which isn't a bad thing but it i feel like it's caused people to lose the drive to actually go out and bust their ass and do hard work
0: Mm, yeah uh,
3: there's also an ingenuity aspect for it you know what i mean ford said something like if he let his customers dictate what they wanted they would have just asked for a faster horse you know what i mean
0: but he came up with the engine that's exactly what i'm because he he knew what they wanted there's always gonna be somebody that says but hasn't that already been done Right. And you're going to have to tell them why this one's better. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when we were like, hey, we got a phone that has internet. They were like, don't we already have the internet at in our house? Right. <laughs> now I'm wishing that they would have kept that idea and just left it at the fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> Before I had to go out with a girl again and be like, so, so what you want to eat, baby? <laughs> I don't know. This place has 5 stars, but this one has 3 stars. <laughs> Bitch, pick what you want so we can go do this because if you're going to let other people tell you how many stars you're yeah. supposed to be eating, yeah. I can't do that. Right. I can't. I'll go to a 1-star restaurant. I will. And I'll, and I will say when I leave Fuck, they gave him too many stars. I will do it.
2: <laughs> but you want to make your Get own decision. Negative stars. But I want <laughs>
0: to be the one that says how many stars this motherfucker gets, okay? I don't have time for... Uh, uh, oh, well, th- I hate people that do that. Hey, man, you want to go see this movie? I don't know. It got bad reviews. That's why we need to go see it. <laughs> to verify the bad reviews. <laughs> to, ver- to verify. <laughs> hey, man, you hear about that alien? Yeah, they told me about it. You want to go see it? Nah, man, they already said that it is there. That's why we need to go fucking see it. You know, that hearsay shit, that's what has become. It's become a hearsay thing. Right. Where nobody sits around the table and fucking discusses it. Mm -hmm. And then if you do, somebody's feelings get hurt. And if their feelings get hurt, they don't want to be your friend anymore. And if I don't have friends, who's going to care about me? Who's going to come to my funeral? Bitch, you're dead. Nobody cares. (laughs) Like... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm a little bitter about it. When I was a little boy, my, okay. da- my dad died when I was 12, okay? And ever since then, I've always had this thought in my head. I'm like, he achieved a lot for a 48-year-old man, mm. okay? And it, it just so happened cancer got him. Poof, right there, right? Well, uh, when he was 31, I guarantee he didn't think that 48 was going to be the end of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. that not, is that correct? Correct. So, so I'm like, if I'm going to sit around and worry about one-star ratings...
3: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: life's know, short. You gotta enjoy life's it. Short. Go enjoy that one star rating and be miserable. That's part. Your life isn't always supposed to be so so predictable. Right. I'm happy. Li- I I love the fact that I used to go go to things and be disappointed. When yeah. I was a kid, I used to love going going to the car the baseball card store and finding out the baseball card I wanted was was five dollars instead of four, and I only had four. You know, I like that because th- that means that next time i'll come back more prepared yeah it's something to wake up to i could have just looked at them, how much is this card it's five dollars i only have four i guess i'll stay in the house i can <laughs> relate
2: to that i lost my mother to cancer mm-hmm. at 21 i was an adult but mm-hmm. still not adult you know i i wasn't really an adult right 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 no i, I should have been it. an adult I but i wasn't it. no, it's a <laughs> but,
0: no it's a misery it's, but, it's a nightmare
2: and after that, I sort of—I don't want to say I had a death wish, but I was just like, I'm gonna get my. Because she was never drank, never smoked, right. total he teetotaler. To you know, took care of herself and then put everybody before herself. And then it's like, look, that's a perfect example of somebody that their life's taken way too short. You know, I want to enjoy life and live in the now and might enjoy as well. it. And so I went out, and I was just crazy.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what happened to me. But I was already crazy. So, like, so I appreciate your yeah.
2: rebellious, wild side. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I live that, too. I mean, I started playing yeah. bars at the age of 12. So I understand
0: yes. where you're coming from. It's like live in the now. Do it. Do it. Because I, I think if people lived in the now, we wouldn't have Donald Trump's president. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, you know, but I'm saying, like, we wouldn't have these problems. If people were, weren't were always putting off tomorrow what they could do today, Right, a lot of our, our social problems wouldn't exist. A lot of it, it comes from like personal angst. Mm-hmm. I didn't get what I wanted, so therefore everybody else has to pay for it. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, well, I didn't tell you you had to, you had to go to med school. Right. I didn't tell you that. I didn't tell you. You, had, you knew that you were going to be $100,000 in debt. Yeah. I didn't—there's no way you could have foreseen whether or not the inflation was going to go up or this or that. I didn't tell you to do that. Your mom told you to do that, so you did it. Society told you to do, do that. that. And because certain- that was that's what looks good. And now you're divorced, and now you hate your kids— And now you hate the dog that you have that shits on the rug that you spent a lot of money on that you shouldn't have spent that much money on anyway. Because somehow somebody has convinced you that those things were important. Mm -hmm. If they were that important to you, then you wouldn't care. Right. Music is important to me. I don't sit around and bitch about how hard it is.
2: Yeah. Do you think that that your outlook as far as like that is going to change as you get older?
0: I have gotten older. And it has not changed. Actually, it's gotten worse. <laughs> but because like the whole
2: settling down, buying a house, having kids. That okay, is-
0: okay, yes. But the thing is, how I perceive it won't change. Mm. I think I the only only get married once. Yeah. I don't care if it happens when I'm 70, 60, or 50. But if I have any any doubts about it, why the fuck would I want right. to... Well, I mean, that's a misery to be... To, I've signed a contract with somebody. Yeah. Saying that I'm going to not do wrong things when I know that I'm only human. Mm-hmm. And I probably will. So I have to hope that the contract I signed with this person is with a person that is forgiving. Mhm. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, most people aren't. They marriages don't work out because p- people are bad or two people are bad together. Marriages just don't work because people are suck. People suck, dude. People aren't nice. Like you can you you have best friends. I'm sure you've said some mean things to. I definitely have, and they've said mean things to me. They probably say mean things to me about my, behind my back.
3: Well, the, again, but, I think it comes back to that unwillingness to be honest with yourself and an unwillingness to work and mm-hmm. see that you might be in
0: the wrong about something. Right. You know? most, so, but most people can't do that. Right, and that's that's and unfortunate. So I'm but. not gonna roll the dice on that. Right. What I'm going to do is if it happens and there's a girl that just won't leave me alone, she's just around me all the time, and I, <laughs> I don't... You know, she's like a puppy that's there. And I'm like, dude, she loves me, dude. She doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to marry her. But if I have to date her...
2: And be different, change your ways. Yeah,
0: if I have to date her and, you know, make make plans for her, things like that. Mm. I never make plans for my friends. Right. Why am I having to all of a sudden make plans for her? I don't want to.
3: Right. Well, that seems like a good place to wrap it up. I do hate to cut you <laughs>
0: off. <laughs> hey, man, it's been fun. Thank hey, you very much. Absolutely appreciate great. It. We'd Thank love to have you back. I would love to come back. Yeah, I'll write some new stuff. And uh, Oh, yeah, you can find me on Spotify, Adam Rogers, R O D G E R S. If you don't put the D in there, you get a white guy that plays jazz. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can follow, also just find me on I Know Adam Rogers on Facebook. Um, so I can keep you up to date on places that I play. Okay. I will be playing in uh, Kansas City, Missouri in June, which is a fun time. I do it every year. It's a great time. A place called Stu McBrews. It's a, it's a fantastic place. Wonderful. I'm do two sets with a friend of mine named J.B. Parker, James Byron Parker. He's okay. a fantastic musician. So check it out. Go to Spotify. Get the music. Listen to it. Share it with your friends. And I hope to have some new music for you sooner than later awesome thank you very much guys of
2: course thank you for coming in Vance you want to uh, tell people where they can find us yes www.insessionjrss.com find us on Facebook In Session at Jackrabbit Rabbit Soundshag and we appreciate having Adam Rogers in here very interesting talented individual please go out and see him you can see him in your town near you or here in Austin do you have any gigs coming up here in town <laughs>
0: um as of recently no i will be starting to play probably down on west 6th more often so just find me once again on facebook i know adam rogers i know adam rogers. i know adam rogers okay. and find me on facebook right now i'm starting over uh trying to get new new residencies new places to play so i can uh, be a little bit more focused and try something new Wonderful.
2: And do you want to, David, do you want to explain what our next episode is going to be about? It's going to be a little different.
0: Yeah. So
3: next episode is going to be our episode 10 and Vance and I thought it would be a good idea to get together just he and I and discuss how the bands coming in for these podcast episodes, how things were, how the sessions were when they came in and play some of our favorite songs from those episodes. So what we're going to do is going to be kind of a recap episode. We're going to play over some of the old songs and we're going to kind of let you guys know how those people were, um, away from the microphone if that makes any kind of sense so you guys get a, more of a feeling of who we are who they were that they might not have shown because so far these bands that have come and come in it's they've all been very interesting and unique in their own ways yeah but this is all new to them at the same time so they're nervous and they haven't been showcasing themselves as much as they might uh on the next period next go around if they come in again just because for the second time they would know what to expect kind of deal. So, but we're going to, we're going to dish all that out for you guys and let y'all listen to it. And, uh, it'll be a nice kind of round episode 10, nice kind of way to round off the top 10 episodes we've started off with. But, uh, I'd like to thank you guys for listening in once again to Adam Rogers, episode nine. We are. Yeah, absolutely. And we are going to end the show off with Adam Rogers, um, Written on the fly song, a song for Caroline, the one he wrote on stage for a woman who had no interest in him whatsoever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Something like that.
3: We want to thank you guys for listening in. We will see you all next time.
1: She was short, short. sandals on her feet With a long ponytail And a smile you can't defeat But one of these days I know she'll find That her hands Hold this heart Of mine Always dreamed of fortune and fame Used a smile to gain her name She fell in love but it was in vain Soon that man drove her insane But one of these days I know she'll find That I had This heart of mine Well now I'm old And settled down With this girl From my hometown She don't fuss And she don't fight will never be my sweet Caroline But one of these days I know she'll find That I had once held this heart of mine That I had once held this heart of my